You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another podcast here for the Cleveland Indians. Tim McMaster along with Jordan Bastion, our MLB.com Indians reporter. And you talk about this Indians team heading into the winter meetings. Obviously, there's been all of this success over the last two years. No ring, but a trip to the World Series. Yep. And now you're at the point where the window's open. You got to keep it open, right? right. Is that, that's the goal here this offseason. Yeah, I mean, and a year ago, you know, we came to the winter meeting saying, you know, we're not sure how much money they have. We don't think they're going to do much. And by the end, there were all these rumors about Edwin Encarnacion, and it wasn't that long after that that came to fruition. So feels similar right now in that the need is similar. Um, they could do first base. They could do corner outfield. Uh, but they still have that need. You know, they're losing offense. Carlos Santana's a free agent. Jay Bruce is a free agent. You know, they picked up the option for Michael Brantley. Uh, you know, but they could kind of solve it by uh, getting a corner bat, whether it's infield or outfield, and adjust accordingly internally. And right now, it doesn't look like they have as much financial wiggle room as they did a year ago. Um, you know, that Encarnacion deal is you know, locked them in for a few seasons. Um, but that's kind of where they stand again as we sit here in these winter meetings. And a, and a year ago, it was almost like this whole team's coming back. This team right. that was so close to a World Series, except Mike Napoli. Yeah. And they plugged him in with a better player. But now you mention it. There's, there's more leaving at this point. And this is when staying good gets a little tougher. First base, one thing. Bullpen, too. The bullpen has been such a mm-hmm. huge part of this whole thing. Brian Shaw's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. And when you look ahead to next year, uh, Andrew Miller and Cody Allen could be free agents as well. So you're right. Like, the window is now. I mean, 2016 – they surprised people by getting the World Series. 2017, they were supposed to go deeper than they did. 18, 19, 20 is really like this window with these guys that they have signed into extensions, um, locked in. They made a lot of moves in the last couple of years, you know, trying to make uh, make this window last. And so right now they are facing some of that. Um, they signed Dan Otero to a cost-effective extension for the next couple of years because of that bullpen, as you mentioned, lost some parts. They lost Joe Smith to free agency. Uh, Brian Shaw is a free agent. They have interest in trying to bring back either one of those guys, but you know the market for relievers right now might not make that realistic. So you're right. Like the windows now, they got to try and find a way to build on it. But again, I just don't know how much flexibility unless they make some trades. Um, you know, Jason Kipnis's name has been floated out there. If they make a trade to free up some salary, that would maybe free them up to play a little more in free agency. When you talk about uh, Santana and, and Kipnis, the possibility of trading a guy like Kipnis, I mean, these aren't just key players to what they've done, but leadership guys. Too. I right. mean, Kipnis is such a key to that clubhouse, right? Yeah, he is. And, you know, when Kipnis has been healthy, he's been an all-star caliber player. You know, when you look at his career track record, the seasons that stand out as being down years, last year included, there's always a health issue involved. Um, so I wouldn't call him injury prone, but he's had a couple years where things have come up. And I think they're in a situation now where Jose Ramirez has risen to the level that he has. They loved what he did at second base. So they're sort of discussing internally, do you keep Jose Ramirez at second base because of the value he brought, not only offensively, but defensively? Um, Or are you in a situation where Kipnis goes back to second, Ramirez goes back to third? And if it is Ramirez at second, well, then where does Kipnis fit? You know, you've got Michael Brantley back. Uh, He's your left fielder. Bradley Zimmer could be coming back for center. You know, if you want Kipnis in the outfield, then that might mean Brantley has to move to first and split time at DH with Edwin. So there's a lot of these moving parts right now. What it does, it allows them in the offseason to cast a wider net, say, hey, we can target the best player that fits our offense and shift guys accordingly. But right now it's really hard to pinpoint 
which direction they're going to go. You mentioned uh, third base. Right. And, I mean, there's options there, right? What If those moves don't happen, who's just settled in to be the guy there on opening day? Yeah, so like the natural answer would be, well, you could go Kipnis at second, Ramirez third, Brantley left, because that's what they've done in the past. But defensively, maybe that's not the best option anymore, given Brantley's uh, history of injury. Maybe they want to reduce his amount of running in the field, try and keep him on the field more. You have Ramirez who could go to second and potentially be an upgrade defensively over Kipnis. Now you've got Yandy Diaz, who they're very intrigued by. Um, down the stretch, he was a much better hitter than he was earlier in the year. Um, he's a guy that could play third, and if they move Ramirez to third, then you're all of a sudden talking with Yandy about potentially first base, potentially left field. So it's every move or decision that they make will somehow cause a ripple throughout the rest of the roster. Is this a thing you talk about uh, managers and having players like that? And Joe Madden's kind of been famous as yep. loving those guys you can move all around. Does Terry Francona embrace that too? Oh, yeah. I mean, versatility is what he loves. He loves having, especially on his bench guys too, who can play tons of position because he says it f makes it feel as a manager like your 25-man roster becomes a 27-man roster just because one guy can go to different spots or it frees him up when he's making in-game strategy moves. You know, if he wants to get a better hitter in to exploit a platoon advantage, he knows he's got guys who can shift around the field, so maybe he's not losing anything defensively. So he loves that versatility. A guy I haven't even mentioned, Lonnie Chisholm, uh, he could play right field. Last year he played center field, left field. He could also play first base. He used to be a third baseman. So you can kind of see how each of these guys have those multiple positions built in. And it's going to be really interesting, not only for the rest of the winter, to see how they approach it, but then once we get to spring to see how that roster puzzle comes together. You mentioned Zimmer, obviously the, the injury last yeah. year, cutting short his rookie season. He showed so much promise in center field and what he can do defensively. The bat didn't come quite like I think they expected to eventually. Mm -hmm. When you look ahead to 2018, do they expect him to take a, I don't want to say a leap, but a big step forward with the bat? Yeah, I think that's the hope. I mean, right now he projects as their starting center fielder. Yep. Uh, what he brought, even when he went through some hitting slumps, what he brought defensively and speed-wise you know, kind of would still give value to the point where if he's in a slump, you can live with it. And he's down there at the bottom of the lineup, you know, so it's, when he's slumping, it's, he's still bringing value to the team. So I would see him in center field. And last year down the stretch, you know, keep going back to Kipnis, but Kipnis played center while Zimmer was out, and that's sort of what has led into some of these other conversations. But right now I think Zimmer, who was like built for stat cast, you know, I think he's going to be the center fielder next year, and I would think that experience he had last year would hopefully give him that base to take another step forward for sure. All right, looking ahead to the future, obviously we always have to keep an eye on the farm and on the prospects, and you look at the system right now, and Francisco Mejia, yeah. uh, he's the, the number one prospect right now. And, and I think he, he's an interesting guy for this Indians team because, A, he was almost traded. Um, mm -hmm. not last season, but the season before at the deadline. Uh, and B, he had that crazy hitting streak that I think yeah. made a lot of headlines that same season. Where is he at as far as developing, not as a hitter, because we know he can hit, but is he at the point where they'll soon have confidence that he can catch at the major league level? Yeah, see, this is another very interesting thing and another <laughs> place where they're introducing versatility. He went to the Arizona Fall League and played third base. Yeah. You know, so that was really interesting because he is their number one catching prospect. But they've got Jan Gomes and Roberto Perez both locked in in long-term deals, and they love what both of those guys do defensively. They've had their ups and downs offensively. Uh, so where Mejia comes into play right now is his bat might be really close to being major league ready, but because of what they have locked in with their catchers, 
and the rapport that they love that Gomes and Perez have with the pitching staff, which is obviously the, the backbone of this Indians team, that rotation and the bullpen. Um, you know, so they love having those two catchers. So I think they wanted to try and introduce some versatility, bring Mejia into spring, see what he looks like at third. Maybe he's like a hybrid player. You know, maybe he, if he impresses and wins a spot on the team, maybe it's moving around in, in different capacities or at least introduces another route to the majors where if he starts in the minors, you know, and maybe things don't work out as well like they hoped with Yandy Diaz. Maybe if Mejia, if they think he can handle third, maybe that's an option. If Gomes or Perez don't pan out and they all of a sudden become more realistic trade uh, chips, you know, guys that they want to move. Mejia's bat is almost there. It's just right now they're trying to figure out that path to the major leagues. All right, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Indians edition. For Jordan Bastion, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.